Hello and welcome to Mon the Workers. I'm Daniel Gray and in these special episodes of the podcast we'll be hearing from some of the people who spoke to me for an STUC book of the same name. That book, Mon the Workers, celebrating 125 years of the Scottish Trade Union Congress, is out now. Published by Lewith Press and available in all the usual places, it includes interviews with 75 trade unionists and portrait photographs of a further 50. Together, those 125 people represent a celebration of the STUC's 125th birthday. This time, we'll hear from Satnam Nur. Prospect Rep Satnam is a long-term member of the STUC Black Workers Committee. The St Andrew's Day march they organise has become a key date in the trade union calendar and an energetic presence in the fight against racism and fascism. Here, he describes what it means to him and the wider movement. I became a rep in basically as soon as I started work in 1986. I joined the civil service and actually joined the union within days of starting work because at the time it was a normal thing to do and uh, for a workplace rep to recruit. And actually within a matter of months, I was actually a workplace rep myself. So I went, I had a very short period from going from being a member to being a, a rep. And I guess I felt it was important. I felt it was important for workers to have a voice. When I got into trade unions, the collective nature of trade unions meant that workplace voice was amplified. And it provides a much needed rebalancing of power between the, the worker and the employer. So that was what attracted me towards becoming a rep and becoming more active. When the St Andrew's Day March first started in 1988, I had been working in Scotland and I had been a workplace rep for a couple of years, but uh, I didn't know about it because I wasn't active within the STC at that time. But for me, the march is particularly significant in that it signalled the, the start of a conscious political effort by trade unions led by the SGC and it involved the mobilisation of the local black community in Glasgow. And of course, at the time, the first march, it was, its sole purpose was to confront the efforts and attempts by the BMP to take over St Andrew's Day essentially to peddle their hatred. And uh, as a counter demonstration, it has been proven to be uh, hugely successful. So my involvement in the march came when I attended my first STUC Black Workers Conference in around 1987, uh, sorry, 97. And actually that, that particular conference, I remember it well, it actually began with the march as a first session conference, which was fabulous because, and then afterwards we moved inside and began to debate motions and listen to guest speakers and do normal conference stuff. In those early days of the committee forming, it was natural that the Black Workers Committee, which first elected about 25 years ago, that they took the lead on behalf of the SGC to organize the route of the march to organise the rally, the venue, the speakers, uh, all the specifics. So I guess I've been involved in these sort of aspects of the march for close to a quarter of a century. So it's been a long continued involvement. 
from my individual perspective, being a, a veteran of the march, one of the things I always look forward to is, is meeting up and seeing old trade union colleagues. And actually, sometimes it's the only point in the year that I meet certain individuals. So in that regard, I usually arrive early so I can get, uh, get a chat. It is the end of November, so we've, we can't expect the Scottish weather to be accommodating every year. So in that regard, the best we can hope for is a clear, a clear day, a windless day. Uh, having said that, the weather's secondary because there's a, a collective energy in the atmosphere, if you like. That, that's quite hard to describe. You have to kind of be there, you have to feel it in person. And the, the banners are always colourful uh, and they add to the vibrancy of the gathering. The sounds, the GMB pipe band has always been there. Um, at its right, it's there because it's St Andrew's Day. And I think just about every year, the, the, the group, group called Shiboom, they always lead off at the front of the march. So they have this rhythm, especially if you're at the front of the march, uh, which uh, sets you up and you can really feel it and, and it gives you a, a pace and urgency to the march. So I think one of the... Um, the uplifting constant is that solidarity in that march. In the early years, we used to produce a programme and it used to have printed contributions from the leaders of all the main political parties. I used to like handing these out to the bystanders because that was a way of engaging the wider public. The public were hugely supportive. More recently, because of COVID, I guess, uh, we have moved a little bit more towards the virtual nature. So we do get contributions from the parties, party leaders, but they tend to be in the form of blogs and they're emailed. And whilst that has broadened engagement, that personal touch, if you like, the feel of, look and feel of a printed programme has been lost to the modern march. I think there will no doubt be a balance somewhere. You, you kind of need to move with the times, but you also need to... Um, and I think one particular thing that always hits me is the celebratory atmosphere and how so much positivity can come out of what was in essence a demonstration to counter negativity and hatred towards other people. So the far right continue with their efforts on a regular basis. They latch onto people's fears and misinformation whether it's on migration, on migrants, Islamophobia. So I think it really matters. It's vitally important that we continue to re-educate everyone. And quite often that's as simple as setting the back straight. And as you know, for as long as there's been history, there's been migration and migrants. And one of the things that the far right and many others latch onto, I guess, is uh, refugees and asylums. And, but actually giving people need refuge and asylum is one of the most humane things that nation can do. And in that regard, that contradiction of the far right action, the beliefs and the value and uh, importance of the march and rally, you can't get more stark than that. That sense of pride that I feel, feel when I tell people that the St Andrew's Day March and Rally is the only trade union led annual anti-racism event in the UK. Now, it might be more widely than that, 
but uh, I can't make that claim, obviously. But what we are able to do is we are able to magnify that pride because we attach that um, activities to that symbolism of St Andrew's Day, Scotland's National Day. So yeah, it matters uh, because as long as there are far-right organisations, as long as they're trying to seek power and influence, and as long as there's discrimination and there's disadvantage for black people, whether it's direct through the far right activities or whether it's systematic because of institutional biases, then the trade union movement do need to be there sending out that consistent underlying message. So the far right do seem to be quite creative in how they reinvent themselves. So whether it's the National Front that used to taunt me as I was a schoolboy, whether it's the BMBP who sowed the seeds of this uh, march and rally, that grew from it, or the Scottish Defence League. I would even put UKIP into that bracket by virtue of their stance on migration. So whilst the underlying reason for that march remains challenging racism, challenging fascism, the source of that is changing. So we need to remain ever vigilant. So I think people, the things that people march for manifest themselves in different ways. I think recent developments have underlined that race equality struggles that are manifested in the legacies of slavery, colonialism, they continue. The UK's often brutal asylum and immigration policies of successive UK governments, in fact, many of these impact on Scotland's communities, on Scotland's economic needs, on industrial needs. Recently, George Floyd's murder, the and closer to home, uh, the murder of Sergeant Sinchoka, Sheku Bayer's death in police custody. All of these recent struggles mean that the St Andrews Day March is more relevant than ever. There's, there's this particular quote that I like to use. It's not mine, but I can attribute it to um, Professor Sir Jeff Palmer. He frequently says, we can't change the past, but we can change the consequences of the past for the better. And so the St Andrews Day, March is all about changing the consequences of the past. We need to make sure that um, the March and Rally continues as a key and integral part of the STUC's work for the future so that when we look back, we can uh, recognise the trade union movement's contributions to eradicating racism and fascism because that's ultimately uh, our objective. I don't know whether there is ever an end point, but slavery and colonialism and the consequences thereof have pervaded for centuries, so we can't expect the changes of those to come in short timescales. So it is all about persistence and commitment and determination, which is probably why I've been marching for 25 years, and I can imagine I'll be marching for another 25. Thanks for listening to the words of this episode's Trade Unionist. To read their story and those of 74 others, get your copy of Mon the Workers in all the usual places or ask your library to stock it.